Hi, this is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories on WGBH in Boston. Today's Morning Story is about a condition that maybe you could say is the opposite of homelessness, homefulness. Robert Frost once said that home is where if you go there, they have to take you in. For some, home is a place that won't let you go even if you leave it far behind. Richard Ferry is one of these people, fellow I met in a writing class I was visiting last summer on Cape Cod, and he explores some of the territory of what it's like to go home maybe one last time. My parents were gone from the house they had lived in their entire married life. My mother had been failing for some time, and her years of cigarette smoking finally took their toll. Five weeks later, after 51 years of marriage and a lifetime total of maybe 16 drinks, my father died too, of a rare form of liver cancer. The air was thick, not with the smells of Italian cooking and strong coffee, but with a tired silence. My father had to drop out of school in the third grade. My mother never finished high school. Behind these sturdy walls, against these still shiny surfaces, my parents and I had lived very different lives, colliding sometimes with tension, anger, and tears. I felt like I was intruding on sacred space and about to hand it over, like Judas, for cash. I had no wish to hold on. With the rest of my family scattered, after I left here, I was gone for good. I don't remember what brought me back one day. But I do recall that I was compelled to walk past the old place. The new owners had taken down the stone wall in the front yard. And what happened to the enormous holly bush near the chimney, planted on the day that I was born? Through the windows, I could see traces of a new landscape inside the house, too. The familiar walls and furniture had been replaced with unfamiliar things. I walked around to the back door, where I had always entered as a kid. I looked down and realized that somehow that kid's hand was now middle-aged. My hand paused at the knob, hovered, and then slowly moved back from the knob and into my jacket pocket. Something had been standing there waiting for me, waiting like a spirit till I was ready to press my hand one last time say goodbye, and with a gentle push, send me on my own. That was Richard Ferry with today's morning story, One Last Time. I'm here with uh, Gary Mott, my, my right-hand man on morning stories. You know, I, I was listening to this, uh, Gary, and I was struck 
by the details that Richard put into his story. You know, those, those moments that finally make you realize that something has changed. The bush that was planted when he was born, mm-hmm. it's gone. His own hand on that backyard gate, realizing that his hand was not the hand of a middle-aged man. Have you, have you ever had the experience of going back to a, to a home that you hadn't seen in a long time and having a moment where you suddenly realized, oops, something's really different here? Hmm. Well, I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, which is a world away, both literally and figuratively, from my life here in Boston. And every time I go home, I'm struck by some very powerful memories, uh, smells, Mm. Um, walking off the plane and smelling the Mm. air Mm. in San Antonio. It just... It's, it all comes rushing back. And what I, was the smell? Heat, mm-hmm. cedar, mm. uh, a certain thickness. That old Texas thickness. That, that, that old tec- <laughs> Texas thickness Whatever deep, it is. deep in the heart. Uh, you know what it was for me? You know, I, I spent my childhood in Mexico, and I came back to the States. When I, when I came to the States, I smelled industrialism. I smelled money, progress, cement, sidewalks. And, but when I went back to Mexico, 10 years later, what I smelled and realized I was smelling for the first time was the smell of deep frying in hubcaps as people were making their tamales on the street, and also the smell of dirt floors because this was still a poor Mexico, and, and, and even a little bit the smell of, of bodies that didn't get a chance to be washed as often, the smell of rural poverty too, and I'd completely forgotten about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, walking into the home that I grew up in, instantly I think of you know, the smell of, of my mother's baking, you know, her, her famous sticky bun. Mm. <laughs> you know, the meat and potatoes we had every Friday, you know, yeah. um, the worn green carpet, uh, several scorpions over which I stepped in my years. Scorpions. Uh, scorpions, yes. We have that in common then in our childhood. Yeah, well, sure. Every yeah. night we'd have to check to see if a scorpion had gotten under the bed sheet. And then we'd look up at the ceiling and make sure there wasn't a scorpion hanging directly over our head. This is part of the good night sleep well ritual. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, a, a scorpion ran across my mother's foot in oh. bed one night. Uh, you learn to develop a s- sort of respect for such things. Was that the moment you lost your Texas accent? <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's it. I mean, every time I go home, it eventually it, some of it resurfaces. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll throw in a y'all or... Uh, well, that's the other that's the other side of this, isn't it? That if you do go back to the old home, some of its spirit can begin to haunt you, and you can begin to fall back into certain ways of feeling and noticing things that you had totally forgotten about. Yeah. So yeah, the, well, there true. is magic. It's black magic, and and I I do remember one thing that Richard Ferry, which said in the class, which I wish we'd included in the story, but I completely forgot about it until now. He said that when he was growing up in his family, they always kept the front door locked but they always left the back door unlocked. He said it made no sense to him in terms of security, but that was just something you did. And it's striking to me that, you know, he realized by going to the back, I guess, that it was his turn to realize he couldn't go in. Mm-hmm. You know, that unlocked or, or locked, that was no longer his back door. That, that, that I'd forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, each time I do go home, while I love being there, it's clear to me that I've really moved on. Yeah. Maybe someday your your kids will feel that way about the Boston area. It's going to be a sad event, as it was for Richard, when the day comes where where I need to go home again and I need to 
maybe sell my parents' house because mm-hmm. they've moved on. I mean, that that will be a powerful day if that happens. And, and if it does, you know exactly where to come, don't you, Gary? Yes. You, because you're a part-time realtor. <laughs> no, because I'm the producer and the director of Morning Story. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I want you to come back with a story, not with <laughs> filthy money. <laughs> I guess this is as good a time as any to say goodbye, don't you think, Gary? I, I think so. Podcast of WGBH's Morning Stories are made possible in part with support, thank you, from Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software. If you want more information about Ipswich, It's available for you at www.ipswich, that's I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H, dot com. And be sure and check out our website at wgbh.org slash morning stories. And thanks again for for downloading the podcast because we'll keep on coming to you. See you next week.